Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul Series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world. Welcome home, everybody. This is a sacred space. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is a sanctuary, um, a unity community is what I've been calling it. It is divinely designed for empowerment, upliftment, and inspiration. It's a space for you to feel at home, to feel accepted, supported, and loved during these uh, powerfully illuminating times of change and transition on our planet. Uh, so thank you for being here. Uh, I want to ask my favorite question, and that is, what is the best that could happen today? Well, today, the soul archaeologist, spiritual teacher, messenger, and healer, Ken Stone, is here. As my co-creative partner, we're going to talk about soul embodiment, um, divine resonance, deep flow states, and it all comes down to one thing. So we're going to dive into what that is. Uh, Ken will facilitate a soul embodiment transmission. We will also take live callers later, so press star two on your to raise your hand uh, and let me know that you want to be considered for that and can you can tune in energetically and you know if you have if you're being challenged in some way and, and we'll get you some support so sit back relax breathe open receive and just know that beautiful brilliant bountiful blessings are on their way to you uh, we also invite you to subscribe to our show if you haven't already it's a free platform you can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com you can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes iHeartRadio Spotify Amazon Audible and Stitcher and we would love 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 to see you in our private Facebook group just enter in straight talk for the soul to find us uh, or on Instagram and enter Carrie Murphy there to find us and now I encourage you to set a clear empowered intention for what you wish to gain or experience or receive today during our time with Ken uh, my intention with our journey is as always for love and joy and soulfully soothing energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation throughout our time together uh, you can also write in let us know how you're feeling throughout the show if you've joined us by computer uh, we would love to hear from you and now let me tell you about this amazing, beautiful soul. Uh, Ken is a soul uh, archaeologist. He's a spiritual teacher, a messenger, and a healer. He is the founder of the Resonance Experiment and the author of the forthcoming book, Resonance, uh, The Path of Spiritual Mastery. God expresses through Ken in a very unique way. When people sit with him in transmission, they have a really profound, uh, unique experience of the divine in their body. I want to share that I had the divine opportunity to experience this myself. Um, it was deep. It was profound. Uh, and transcendent is probably the best word I can use. So it's such an honor um, to share him with all of you and introduce him to all of you here today. Um, he works with high-performing teams, athletes, spiritual messengers, and helps them unlock and express their divine potential. 
And today we're going to talk about no matter how successful you may be, the most powerful approach to breaking through to the next level is always the same. And no matter how challenging your life may be, the same approach can actually turn everything around. And we're going to talk about how unlocking your divine potential isn't about refining your mental focus or your visualization skills. We're really going to dive into embodied divine resonance, which is what Ken refers to as the X factor for ultimate performance and success. So I love all of these um, topics, divine resonance, deep flow states, and soul embodiment. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Ken as I welcome him to the show. So welcome, my friends. Wonderful to be with you, Carrie. Thanks for having me on. Yes, you are truly one of the most unique um, um, healers um, that I have come across, Ken. Um, when we had our recent time together, you know, it really, it was really profound. And so it's such a joy to have you here, especially at the beginning of a new year, just to bring your energy here is beautiful. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And, Such uh, an honor to be with you and everyone in your community, too. I've been looking forward to our time together today. Yeah, me too, Ken. Um, I want to share with the audience, you know, some of them may be new to you, many of them probably not, but can you share a little bit about your journey before we dive into some of these other topics, just to let us know, sure. you know, <laughs> how you how you reached this point <laughs> in this lifetime? <laughs> Well, in this lifetime, I was uh, bopping along as a um, mortgage lender, as as most healers are. They, you know, this is the well-defined transition between mortgage lending and healing that's been long established. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, um, I read in the local newspaper that there was going to be a, a talk put on by an organization called world peace through inner peace and it just resonated at such a deep level for me i had to be at the talk and at the talk uh, there is the sort of the right hand person in this organization right hand of the guru um, gave this beautiful talk and i just the whole time i had this huge huge grin on my face and i thought oh my gosh i just need to connect with this guy i don't remember what i asked him after the talk But I went up to him, and he gave me what I think of now as the best man hug of my life. And I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. And uh, and then he looked into my eyes, and he said, come learn to meditate with us. And I said, okay, I'll come learn to meditate with you. And that was sort of the beginning of um, a transformation that that took place over a couple years. This was in August of 2007. And the following month, I went to an in-residence meditation retreat with the same organization. And there, a fellow participant who I was randomly paired with, and of course, nothing is ever random, (laughs) uh, you know, in the closing ceremony, um, he wrote on a piece of paper, you should be working as a healer. And because we were in silence, uh, so he wrote it down. And I started sobbing uncontrollably, even though I didn't know what the word healer meant. (laughs) And so when we came out of silence, he said, you're going to discover you have done this in many prior lifetimes, and this is more natural than breathing for you. And I started crying again, even as I was wondering, you know, is there a psych word for this person? What's wrong with him? Why Why is he saying these things? This doesn't make any sense to me at all. 
And um, and then a couple months after that, I guess a couple days after uh, Christmas, I hired him for an intuitive session. My life was kind of falling apart at the time, and I thought, you know, I'd really like to know if things are going to work out. So that was my agenda for the session. And uh, But the divine agenda for that session was very different, and that agenda had to do with you're a healer and go make it happen. And I kind of came out of that session with three things that I thought I heard him say, and they were, you know what you're doing. You don't need to be trained. Just go do it. And so on the 1st of January, <laughs> 2008, I was with somebody who had a migraine, and I said, apparently I'm a healer. Can I try something? <laughs> and, they, and they agreed. <laughs> and I put my hands on their head, and my hands and feet started buzzing and tingling like they had never before, and their headache went away. And I thought, I think I just had an experience of the divine in my body. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everything started changing. So, um, yeah, that was that, that was, was fifteen a, that years was ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, in the last fifteen years, how have things progressed with regard to embodying your divinity and you mm -hmm. know becoming um, a healer? I mean, what has that been like? Well, you know, it has never been what I think it's going to be. It's, mm -hmm. I would say it has been a journey of um, profound surrender and opening up to what I think of now as the magic of divine presence and the divine mystery, mm -hmm. uh, but which for a long time seemed like a test, like, am I doing this right or what am I doing wrong or how could I be changing this or, I mean, for a number of years, I didn't even have any language. I just did session work with people that were referred to me. I was, it was a completely kind of closeted experience. I didn't, I had a website, but I wouldn't tell anyone my name on my website. I had social media, mm -hmm. but I didn't want anyone to know who I was because I was sort of scared of this, you know, this deeper identity that I was still becoming familiar with and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And during those years, there were I would say more kind of foundational experiences that were disruptive, but disruptive in a miraculous, really beautiful and profound way. Disruptive in the sense that they interrupted the way that I thought I understood divinity or myself or the way the world works or any of those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And then eventually I started uh, in the summer of 2010, I started asking God, hey, can you give me some awareness or something to talk about here? Because, you know, I'm basically just in silence with people and they keep asking me questions and I have no, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what is happening. You know, my hands and feet are buzzing. And then the downloads just started coming in. And, mm -hmm. um, and then over time, you know, it's almost happened kind of backwards in a way. Like I, um, the awareness that showed up initially, at least on a conscious level, you know, made sense to very few people. And then over time, it's like I get the introduction to that level of awareness and then the next introduction comes in. And over time, the things that I'm talking about make more and more sense to more and more people. And um, and so over those years, there have been kind of two different structures that have come in the form of downloads and awareness that I have been teaching 
the entire time and practicing and working with individuals in private session around and so on and so forth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just been, it's been an absolutely extraordinary journey. I would say far more than anything I could have ever imagined and, Mm -hmm. and very, very different than anything that I thought my life was going to (laughs) be. That describes my time with you exactly as well. I mean, I did not know what to anticipate. (laughs) And it was profound. It was, well, you said the word, um, you know, profound surrender and, and that's what occurred. I, I allowed myself that opportunity. And then with you and this divine state of presence, you know, experiencing, um, embodiment of the divine in a way that I had not experienced before. I mean, we were both like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) did not anticipate that. Um, so, uh, it is, it does require, um, this, this deep surrender and flow and presence and, and all of that. So, you know, a lot of what you talk about is soul embodiment. And when we talk about your offer later, that's what it's geared toward. Um, what is, what does that mean to you? Soul embodiment? Well, um, when I use the term soul and I realize in some traditions that, uh, it has a different meaning than, than what I mean. And so that's probably true with any language that I could use. And so I would just invite, you know, everyone who's listening in to kind of substitute in the words that make the most sense for you for what I'm trying to describe. One of the things that's, I think, among many things that are sort of wonderful and weird about me is that I, I haven't been trained in any kind of formal way. And so I have arrived at <laughs> wonderful <language> and weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've sort of come to language that um, is a little bit a function of trial and error. You know, trying to mm-hmm. describe something and then describe it again, and then eventually it starts resonating with more and more people. I'm like, oh, okay, that then that makes sense. And so, one of the soul embodiment is an example of that. You know, early on, uh, I didn't even have any concept of soul embodiment. And I guess I should define terms for a moment. So soul, what I mean by soul is the individuated expression of divinity as, and I'm trying to describe something that is individuated. So for example, in the Hindu tradition, I I believe the soul is a collective rather than an individuation. So, you know, substitute in spirit or, or whatever you'd like. And what I mean by a divine expression as is completely undistorted expression of divinity as Carrie, as Ken, as, you know, everyone who's sitting in this circle with us. And that expression is totally undistorted, which is incredible. I mean, that's just mind blowing in and of itself. But what's even more mind blowing, I guess, for me, at least on an experiential level, not so much mind, but in the body is as that energy descends, as it enlivens every part of one's being, this other dimension or this other way of being starts to unfold and it supersedes the thinking perspective and even the feeling perspective. It's not that there aren't thoughts or that there aren't feelings, but at least from my perspective, what I would describe it as is a being experience. And so 
the the description soul embodiment or the practice of soul embodiment as it's become is i guess almost a backwards look at something that was happening very naturally and normally when i would work with people i just didn't realize it consciously and so one way to describe it now would be to say if you think of like a center of gravity or a light as your soul you know it it descends from the crown from the top of the head down in through the being into every part of the body and it's home when it comes down I, I like to think of it as the the hips it's in the pelvic girdle for women for men it's a little bit lower based on our anatomy and um but it like my perspective my knowledge my awareness around it isn't from you know so and so's teaching on fill in the blank it's just from witnessing mm -hmm. you know thousands of people over time in this sort of movement down, descending down into their being and having them reflect back their experience of what takes place when that happens. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that happens is that people become present, completely yes. present. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it's like, um, if you think of divine potential as an idea in a soul embodied experience, it's not an idea and it's not potential. It's realized and it's enlivened and it's expressing. And I mean, that alone can lead to kind of miraculous experiences. Like one of the mm -hmm. byproducts of that even is what, you know, many people think of as healing. So like physical healing, emotional healing, relational healing, life yeah. situation healing, all of these things, from my perspective, sort of are a byproduct or flow from mm -hmm. the dynamic of an embodied soul. Yes. Well, and as you said, it's there's no distortion or distraction from that space. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I find that there can be a lot of distractions and a lot of um, things that take us out of that state of pure presence, you know, out yeah. there. Um, very well intended, of course, by many beings out there. Um, but what you're talking about, this state of pure presence, it really is what allows for healing to happen. And so when you work with people, I know we had our unique experience. Um, you know, I, I wasn't requiring any physical healing or anything like that, but sure. it was such a transcendent spiritual experience. But for people who are perhaps having, you know, physical experiences that they are challenged with, have you, do you have those kinds of sessions where they experience that sort of healing from this state of presence? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that's so, um, I mean, I, I hope I can say this in a way that, that really clearly communicates what I mean. I, it's absolutely mind-blowing and extraordinary to me that this happens when I sit with people because I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm causing it. I feel like I'm – like something uh, divine presence is enlivened within those that I'm with. Let's say mm -hmm. divine presence in me is enlivening that within the people that I'm sitting with or virtually or in person or whatever. And so, um, 
and I do a lot of group work, like we're sitting here in a group to get today and there are people from all around the world and it's like we're all mm-hmm. sitting together in person from my standpoint. I mean, energetically, spiritually, I am experiencing us all here together. And so, but I mean, I have no conscious awareness, not today, not ever, of the particular dynamics that are unfolding mm-hmm. in a group situation. And so, but what happens for people individually is, I mean, it's extraordinary. It's like, you know, so-and-so is having a, a healing, their spine is straightening up. So-and-so is having, um, you know, stomach issues that have been going on for the last three decades are, are being resolved. And, mm-hmm. you know, this other person is having, um, you know, a profoundly challenging relationship that's being healed at this moment. I mean, and all of these things are happening concurrently, and I'm not consciously aware of it. And if somebody said to me, what are you doing? I would say, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I am sitting here witnessing, but that sounds like I'm doing something and I'm not. It's like mm-hmm. if we were looking at a beautiful painting, if we were all in the same, like on retreat, you know, and Carrie, you bring out this beautiful painting. Maybe it's something you've done, right? And we all look at it. And, but here it is in person. It's not, we're not imagining it. We're not projecting it. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not ignoring any part of it. We're just seeing this beautiful painting that you have created. And that's how it is with me, with people when, I, when I'm in session. It's, except the painting is the divine expressing as that individual. And I don't mm-hmm. have an experience of the noise, the dissonance, the challenges that they're facing. All I perceive is their divine light, but I'm not projecting it. I'm not imagining right, it. Right. It's just as present as that beautiful painting that you just brought out in front of all the retreatants that we're with. And we're just looking at it and we're all going, whoa, look at this beautiful painting you've created, Terry. Wow. It's so incredible. You know, even though we're all perceiving it through our own lens of consciousness yeah. and so on. So sense. interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I want to remind anyone who may have tuned in a little bit late, uh, a little bit later, Ken is going to be facilitating a soul embodiment transmission. What can they anticipate with that? <laughs> I mean, look, be honest, the answer is I have no idea. You know, right. The reality is that we're going to step into the unknown divine mystery. And it's mm-hmm. there where, you know, um, probably some of us are going to, you know, have some uh, some ideas that, that are going to be challenged on an experiential level, you know. And and some of us might have uh, some physical stuff that gets enlivened initially, some discomfort maybe in the body that initially is more enlivened. Some of us might start laughing or giggling uncontrollably. Some of us might start sobbing um, mm-hmm. at a very deep level. Uh, I I never know what's going to unfold. It's it's like we're we're on this beautiful safari, and we think we know the landscape, but, and we think I've traversed this landscape many times, you know, the zebras are over there and the giraffes and whatever, you know, and the trees look like this. And then we go out and what we've never seen this before. We've, and instead of a landscape out there, it's the landscape in here. It's me. It's the depth of my being. It's 
not divinity as something out there. It's divinity within me. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just incredible how that unfolds. And it tends to be, this sounds like a bold claim, but I, I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's exactly what each of us need. It may not be what we want, but it's exactly what we need. And right. what I mean by what we need to support us in our developmental journey of integrating, of um, both remembering and experiencing who we really are mm-hmm. on every level of our being in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so stay tuned for who knows what. <laughs> for who knows what, yeah. <laughs> integration, um, <laughs> divine yeah. integration and embodiment. I mean, everything goes back to embodiment. You know, yeah. we just spoke a bit about soul embodiment, but um, I also want you to talk about embodied divine resonance and what that means to you. Um, so what does that mean to you? Well, so if we just just for a second and play in duality here for or, or explore a polarity for just a moment, just for fun, just for giggles, let's say that all of our experiences in life can either be divided into can be divided into one of two categories, right? One of them are experiences of dissonance and whatever that means to the to each of us who are sitting here participating in this conversation, and the other experience let's say, our experiences of resonance and whatever that means, right? So each of us have our own definition for these terms and we categorize them however we do in our lives. And so if you think about and just reflect on, and maybe we could actually do this, like close eyes and really Mm -hmm. become present to this in each of our lives, reflect for a moment on an experience of resonance that has sustained Meaning, it's there every day in your life. Maybe you can remember a point before which it wasn't there. But after whatever that point was, whatever the circumstance or the situation was, it was there every single day. And that, in my language, is an experience of embodied divine resonance. It's embodied. It's within you. It's not something that you're thinking about or thinking that you're causing or trying to feel towards, or it's not aspirational, in other words. It's a fact, and it's always there. And the reason why I attribute that to divinity is that once something has embodied and integrated, it sustains and it expresses and is experienced as resonance. Now, everything else, temporary experiences of resonance, sustaining experiences of dissonance, or temporary experiences of dissonance, from my perspective, those all represent the things that are not yet integrated. And so one way to describe the stuff that's not integrated yet is that it's just an artifact of the separate self, as opposed to the whole self, which is having these experiences of sustaining resonance and the separate self is just the whole self that hasn't yet integrated. So there's nothing wrong with the separate self. It's not a problem. It's not something to be, you know, controlled or driven into the ground or whatever, minimized. It is 
simply the whole self that isn't integrated. And in, in case there's a charge around the idea of something being integrated or unintegrated, just consider for the moment, for just a moment, that when we're breathing, we breathe in and we breathe out. Just assign one of those two, in-breath or out-breath. Let's say that represents things that are integrated. And then the other one is things that are unintegrated. And you can't just breathe in all the time, right? If if, if the in-breath is the integrated experience, right? You breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. At some point, you got to breathe out, right? So there's this really powerful relationship between the unintegrated and the integrated. And so if we look at the whole of life now as this opening, this invitation to enliven things that are as yet unintegrated and then to transmute the noise around them. And, the, and actually that happens when we do soul embodiment and then to integrate it, which also happens when we do soul embodiment and that now it's moving from the whole self not yet integrated into the whole self that's integrated. And it just expands and deepens this experience of embodied divine resonance. And then this becomes a resource that eventually is the dominant resource experience and expression that we're having in our lives. And more of that divine mystery just unfolds in every part of our interior. And eventually as we integrate and embody more and more the exterior of our lives. Wow. (laughs) So this is an invitation for all of us to enliven our non integrated aspects (laughs) exactly and here's another thing we could say is that the the whole self the things that are integrated are Mm -hmm. also enlivened right yeah everything is enlivened so so what we end up having is a deeper stronger experience of everything that's integrated and then the things that are ready to integrate that are as yet unintegrated they become enlivened and then if we allow ourselves to Feel them, even if they feel yucky, just feel them without without becoming identified with them, without going into the story of what that discomfort represents or has represented in the past, just to feel it raw. We have divine alchemy taking place. It's transmuted and integrated as we feel it. And all we have to do is feel it. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to tell a story about it. We don't have to go into any of it. Just We just allow ourselves to feel it. And so through this process, we can, which is happening all the time, by the way, our souls want to embody, right? The soul is home in the hips, I like to say. That is the natural place, home in the hips. And, you know, we tend to get caught in these trauma cycles and all these things that can feel sort of drama laden and challenging and so on. But a conscious soul embodiment practice will disrupt that because it opens a pathway for transmuting what is as yet unintegrated and allowing it to integrate and become a resource. That is to say, an aspect of our divine potential, but rather than being potential, it's realized, it's allowed to express. Right, right. It's not just potential, it's embodied and realized. And Exactly. Yeah, beautiful, Ken. Um, and you speak a lot about, you know, ultimate performance and success. And so how does what you're speaking of, the embodied divine resonance, impact this for for us? 
Well, you know, if you if you think about it, like we, we have this tendency as human beings to kind of move through what I think of as a developmental progression in consciousness. And so those different stages of consciousness offer us lenses that through which we see, we perceive ourselves in the world at large. And in the first stage of consciousness, we're having kind of this disempowered and unintegrated experience. And it can be really frustrating and challenging. And then at some point, we have this tendency to realize, oh, you know, I am creating my experience here. And so I'm going to shift from a disempowered and unintegrated perspective to an empowered and unintegrated perspective, which is profound transformation, right? And now all of a sudden things are unfolding in this beautiful way that is aligned with our vision and maybe to some degree not, right? Maybe things aren't actually unfolding always that way or, you know, we have this vision of how things are going to be. And so we get into sort of visualization and holding intention and all these beautiful practices that are so, so powerful. And from the perspective of stage two, breaking through is about trying to hone and refine sort of the expression of energy. How can I direct this to be in alignment with what I want it to be. And what we're talking about when we talk about soul embodiment certainly is supportive of this transition from stage one into two and the profound expression of two, but it also supports the transition into three. And in stage three, the dominant energy is divine presence. Instead of my idea, my idea of what I want out of my life, it's coming into a state of alignment with divine presence through which everything comes into form and expresses. So if you want to think of it this way, it's like instead of coming into alignment with what I discover I want for my life, I come into a state of alignment with the flow of divine presence that is has within it uh, the fully developed potential of everything that it wants to express through me, right? So now instead of being concerned about sort of how I want it to be, it's the flow, if you want to think of it like a river or a current in the ocean, it's coming into flow with this profoundly deep and powerful expression. And this expression is embodied divine resonance. That is to say, Everything about it is resonant, not on a temporary basis, on a sustaining basis. And so what we start to discover in this sort of transformation and these shifts of consciousness, there's an experience that goes along with it. And rather than being sort of a temporary peak experience, we are continually opening up to an even mm -hmm. more completely expressed and realized experience of what it is to be in that flow and that flow eventually becomes every aspect of our being expression the body the mind and every aspect of life and so one of the things that shifts then is like if you take any measure of success that's meaningful let's say in stage two consciousness you know I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to have great health. I'm going to have a really meaningful career. I'm going to get involved in a calling that really resonates deeply with me, and I'm going to help millions of people or whatever the whatever it is that we get excited about, right? In in this deeper flow state, 
that process is unfolding, but it's unfolding from a completely different perspective. Okay. Rather than something that I have to create, it's something that is already created. It is already fully expressed. And the only thing I'm doing as in my process is going through the interior process of embodiment, transmutation, and integration so that all that is eventually expressing is embodied divine resonance and go back to those same measures of success or any ones you want to apply. And now you've got ultimate performance on the on the field, if you're an elite athlete, in the boardroom, if you're a corporate executive, in your business, if you're an entrepreneur, because the source of that alignment and that flow, rather than coming from you individually, is literally coming from the field, the that which contains the entirety of the cosmos. Call it divinity, call it God, call it source, doesn't really matter what you call it from my perspective. Yeah, what a what a fun place to flow in this uh, in, infinitely expansive arena of of consciousness. It's interesting, Ken, because I um, before I became a speaker, I was a writer for many years and published six books. And I I used to write a lot about our consciousness mansion, and um, that that term kind of popped in this morning when I was doing some writing, and mm-hmm. you know how. You know, we all have this invitation to consistently open new wings, levels in that consciousness mansion, you know, and, you know, what was once perhaps a consciousness shack, which it may be something like level one that you were referring yeah. to, yeah, and then yeah, it just exactly. expands, and you move yeah. out of the shack, and you move yeah. into this consciousness mansion that continues to expand, and the wings open, and new floors, yeah. and gardens, and, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, Yes. And uh, with lots of waterfalls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. One of the metaphors that I like to think of is is um, tilling the soil. You know, if you think of life as, you know, I'm tilling the soil, I'm working the garden, right? And sometimes the experience is I got lots of weeds in here and there are lots of rocks and, and uh, you know, old stumps and stuff. And but you know, soul embodiment, transmute that. It's like a really hot fire that burns up all the stuff that comes up. And as your mansion expands, as the soil, as the garden expands, you begin realizing I not only is this little plot that I've been aware of the whole time, the shack you're referring to, it's actually everywhere I can see. I am tilling the soil of the entire cosmos because this is who I am in my fully integrated state. But not because I was trying to cause it or wanted it per se, just that's the fact. The fact is there's this incredible expansion and full expression that's always going on through us. We're just maybe not consciously aware of that. And if we bring in a conscious embodiment practice into the process, Anytime we have the, the shack experience or, you know, the, the mansion, but maybe not the full expression of that, right? I'm sort of I'm thinking about how powerful this is in connection to Teresa of um, Avila's book, uh, The Interior Castle. It's like a, a call out to your, uh, your mansion of consciousness as well, kind of same dynamic being described there. As we move to, you know, the fully integrated and expressed garden of divine expression, we realize 
there are no weeds. All we have is just this beautiful expression, all these, you know, waterfalls and rivers. It's, it's this profoundly <laughs> beautiful expression of divine presence everywhere we look internally and eventually externally. And eventually we integrate so much so that we can't even call it the internal anymore. It's just everything is within me. That is to say, everything is divinely is imbued in divine presence and is fully embodied and contained within each of us. So if someone is ready for a shift, um, what's the most important thing they can do for um, an upgrade or a shift in their consciousness or performance or anything? That's the thing that's so interesting about this to me, right? Because if we look at like the individual transitions from one to two, you know, there are certain details that are very particular about that transition or from two to three, again, very particular details or three to four, four being the fully integrated experience. We could call that union consciousness. But if we look at that, what are the common themes? Like it doesn't matter where you're at. What's the one thing? It all comes down to embody divine resonance. It all comes down. And if you, okay, great. Embody divine resonance. Maybe we understand what that is. Ken, you've been talking about it a little bit. I think I get it. But how do I get an experience of embodied divine resonance? How can I engage in that consciously? That's where soul embodiment, a conscious soul embodiment practice is the key. And the, the, the thing that's so extraordinary to me about this I mean, if I look back on the last 15 years, I didn't have this awareness 15 years ago. I didn't have this awareness 10 years ago. And that is, if wherever you are in your journey in consciousness, whatever the details are in your life, if you start including a conscious soul embodiment practice, you just start cracking through all these barriers over and over and over again. Because the barriers really are just being represented, if we want to use language for it, as aspects of the separate self that are stubborn. Mm -hmm. They're not integrated. (laughs) But a conscious embodiment practice is going to transmute that noise and allow us to unwrap that gift, that extraordinary aspect of our whole selves, and integrate it. And, I mean, once that happens, now we have sort of a deeper experience of flow, if you want to use that language. And now it's like we're tapping into this sort of X factor for ultimate performance and success. But it's very different than what, let's say, most of us or a lot of us think we need to be doing to cause that level of performance. And, like, if you do this with an elite athlete, what's extraordinary is the elite athlete begins to tap into 100% of their divine potential. And it is then realized. If we do this with a spiritual messenger who is sort of at that 97%, um, you know, in their development and their integration, they crack through the last 3% and begin experiencing their full divine potential. If we do this with somebody who's just waking up spiritually and becoming aware of this other dimension, this other aspect of themselves, of divinity, of the world, Again, we can engage in an embodiment practice, and it will profoundly support cracking through on a sustaining basis until embodied divine resonance is all that there is in the interior and the exterior, and eventually those are just all one. There's no difference. 
Well, <laughs> I'm loving this conversation, Ken, and the time is flying by. And uh, <laughs> I want to make sure that we have time to connect with some callers and, yeah, of course, talk sure. about your offers, um, which are all about soul embodiment. And then, of course, um, the transmission that you'll lead us through. So, um why don't we take a caller or two? So many people have written in as well. Um, if you joined us by phone and you have a question for Ken, he can kind of tune in energetically. Um, it's star two to raise your hand. Um, if you could just tell us your name and a very brief um, uh, synopsis of what's happening. Uh, that way we can get through a few of these. So, um, The first caller that I am going to is area code... Um, four zero four nine three two. Hi, you're live with us. Hi, this is Marilyn. I'm in Atlanta, and I would love to know uh, what's blocking me from is soul embodiment, as you've been talking about. I've gone through lots of practices for twenty years, lots of packages, everything I know, alternative medicine, but. I just have really low vitality, and I think it is uh, not really embodying um, these different parts, but I don't know why. So any help would be great. Yeah, um, and I want to make sure it's Marilyn, right? Did I get your name yes. right? Okay, yes. Marilyn, uh -huh. thanks for the question. This is such an important question, right, because in the sort of in the conventional way that we look at life, it looks like we need to understand what is wrong and why it's happening. And now I'm about to shake your world a little bit, Marilyn. Okay. okay. <laughs> Brace you yourself, Marilyn. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay. open to anything. At this You're point. ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's perfect, right? Because you've been, you've been working on it for 20 years. That's perfect, right? So you've, yeah. you've hit your head against that glass ceiling a few times and you're, you're open. So here, here's what I want to say to you. It almost doesn't matter what the block is. And in fact, trying to figure out what the block is, what's causing it, could in fact be perpetuating it. Because here's another way of saying it. All the blocks in my life, in your life, in anyone's life, they're all an artifact of the illusion of separation. That is the illusion that we are separate from divinity, separate from ourselves, separate from each other. It's a compelling illusion, right? Here are some examples of artifacts of the illusion of separation. Time is an artifact of the illusion of separation. Pretty compelling illusion. Yeah, Marilyn? Yeah. yeah. And how about space? There's another compelling artifact of the illusion of separation. So if time and space are artifacts, and I'm suggesting to you now that even the very idea of understanding is an artifact. We could be at the moment of freedom, but also the moment of meltdown. But here's what I want to do. I want to say to you, just focus in, because I'm, you know, you're asking the question, you're sort of up on my radar energetically. Notice how there's, I don't know what, what the right word is, congestion, compression that's happening somewhere either just above or just below the sternum in the body. Do you feel that sort of tension sitting there? Um, no, not exactly, but I'm sure there's some type of 
uh, something blocking the inter integration. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps. So whatever that is, right, whether I'm perceiving it in the place in the body or not, right, mm -hmm. that place is sort of the representation, the placeholder for what is next in your journey of integration. Do you have a sense of where there's congestion or, or compression or sort of a lack of flow of energy in the body? I'm talking north to south here, top of the head, down to the feet. Do you, can you feel well, where that is? I think it's more in the kidney area. Okay, adrenal, there you go, kidney. a little bit lower. Okay. So here's the thing, though. Everything in the body, at least from my perspective, is a metaphorical representation for an energy grid that is almost impossible for us to articulate with words, right, rather than the literal representation, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Do you get what I'm right. saying? Yes, the metaphor, so yeah. The body is a mirror rather than the thing, right? The soul right. is language expression for something which is far beyond anything we could describe with the soul. So what I want to invite you to do is to stick around for the entirety of our time together so that we can get into transmission together and do some embodiment work. And what okay. I'll be very interested to understand, if there's an opportunity for follow-up, whether you email and let Carrie know or email me and follow up about this, is mm -hmm. what is shifting for you as we begin engaging with soul embodiment and what is transmuting. And the most interesting thing initially is going to be what is enlivened, not the understanding of it, the invitation to express it, to feel it. Maybe it's emotional, maybe it's physical, maybe it's both. Maybe it's something that we can't even describe with words, and yet it comes up. And so when we get into embodiment, into actually into the practice, into the transmission, the invitation, it seems to me, that's sitting right in front here is to feel whatever comes up around that. And as that's transmuted, I think you may discover a level of flow that begins moving through your body. But let's see what unfolds. Does that sound like a reasonable plan? Okay. No, that's fine. I, I feel a little like a little flower opening up <laughs> the right side of my <laughs> lower body so yeah maybe even as we're talking yeah. <laughs> see without Freedom even trying so. to get it without even trying to get into transmission it's happening anyway it's that's phenomenal so i'm glad to hear that there's a shift beginning to happen and i would really encourage if you're open to it just to see where that leads you even if you okay. just sit as we're continuing to talk and explore and so on just be with what's unfolding and see what happens next Okay, I'm open. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Marilyn. Um, wow. Stay with us for, for further flow. <laughs> okay, thanks, Marilyn. And thank you, Ken. Um, that was beautiful. Okay, uh, next caller that I'm going to is area code um, 415-297. Hi, you're oh live with gosh. us. Hi, Hi, Carrie and Kansas Mississippi. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Is, Happy you're here. I am too. This is, I'm uh, so grateful. Um, I would like some help in understanding. Um, I keep going 
feeling positive, uh, the energies are positive, loving, and happy. And then, and I know I'm very empathic, and then um, just very uh, in grief or kind of mm. despair, heavy yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm working so hard on, I mean, really focusing uh, for the last number of years. So yeah. if I could get some help with that. Yeah, know. yeah, it's a great question. Can you say your name again? I didn't quite catch it. Vivi. Vivi. Vivi, mm -hmm. this is such an important question, okay? So there are a couple of dynamics that are at work around this, and these are things that are common for all of us to encounter. They don't make a lot of sense but um, on the surface, but I'm, I'm going to describe them until they do, okay? But it won't take me long, I Thank promise. You. It's only going to take me a minute or two. So as we open to a deeper experience of divine presence and divine resonance, what remains in separation appears to become more pronounced. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the practical oh. experience of that, yeah, the practical experience of that is I'm having all these breakthroughs spiritually. I'm opening to deeper intimacy with divinity. I'm integrating. I'm embodying. Right. And at the same time, there's this nightmare that keeps coming up that's more and more pronounced. And often yes. the way that we as human beings interpret that is what am I doing wrong? What's going wrong here and why is this happening? And from my perspective, the question we could be asking ourselves is, wow, what am I doing right? And the answer is clear, right? The answer is, I'm engaged in my spiritual practice, and I'm integrating, and I'm embodying, and this experience is part of the dynamic that is set up by what appears as a paradox, at least in separation. As I sink into a deeper experience and greater intimacy with divinity within my being and life, what remains held in separation appears to become more pronounced. Think about it this way. If we were in a lake and there was a huge storm and there were waves all over the place and each of us is in our own canoe on the lake, it's choppy water, it's a mess, maybe some of us are getting nauseous, sick to our stomach and so on, right? And as the, as the storm calms down, the remaining waves on the pond, they appear to become more pronounced because the contrast to them is a calm surface. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's it. So the key then is when these dynamics of challenge, of dissonance, become even more enlivened to engage in a conscious soul embodiment practice. Because now I'm having this enlivened experience of this dissonance, it's available to me to feel it. And by engaging in soul embodiment, I can actually engage in divine alchemy. I can transmute the noise, the dissonance, the yucky feeling, the pain, the physical, the emotional discomfort, whatever it is, and open to a more complete experience of my whole self. You have no idea how grateful I am for your information. Oh, my gosh. I mean, truthfully, I keep thinking, you know, what am I doing wrong? You're 
absolutely right. on it. Right. Absolutely on it. This is so reassuring because it's such a disappointment on when I get into that space and then I work on it, right. work on it. And then I mm. choose, I say, I choose, I am the light, I am the love. And I've been trying to, over there, and it's been working. And I say, oh, yes, it's choice, it's choice, feel it, realize. So this is supporting. I'm going to get more into the embodiment and your work and uh, look up somewhere about you. I have to admit, <clears throat> I know I listened to you a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed you. And I was planning on listening to you all morning. And my husband said to me he wanted to make us a big brunch, so he did. And so I picked up the phone. You guys were talking. I put Star 2 in there immediately. And I thought, oh, I can't do that. I was thinking I'll go back and listen, which is what I usually do. And I was chosen. I'm thinking the angels. I'm thinking, God, this is important. This is amazing. Oh, my God, how things work. Oh, my God. Isn't that beautiful? Just so, That's so wonderful, yes. baby. What, one of the things I want to point out, too, is this is true in any system. So the system mm -hmm. of your being expression in your body, in your life, mm -hmm. in your family, in your community, in the country, in the world. Mm -hmm. This dynamic is right. true at every level of the system, right? So as we encounter deeper experiences of embodied divine presence, resonance, the remaining dissonance mm -hmm. appears to become more pronounced mm -hmm. and that is simply an invitation to transmute and integrate well vivi thank you thank for you. bringing this <laughs> forth <laughs> oh my um, God. So you were lighting up so i was fun. like i'm going to her so I'm very <laughs> i knew you would if it were important yeah you choose <laughs> i know based on the need i appreciate it so much for all of us thanks vivi thank you both of you Thank you. All right. Lots thank of love, you. Vivi. Thank you. Lots of love. And Ken, thank you for that. Uh, both of those were so beautiful for all of us. So um, Marilyn and Vivi, thank you for that. And um, I will go to the webcast and take a question or two in a few minutes. But what I'd love to do, Ken, and everyone stay with us because the soul embodiment transmission is coming up. But let's talk about your offer, Ken. Um, it can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace link at the top of the page, and you will see Ken's smiling face. Click on his <laughs> picture, and it'll take you to this beautiful offering. And it's four days of embodiment. It's a virtual retreat, a self-study virtual retreat. Um, this is taking what we're talking about and really um, – it's taking this further. So how would you describe these this four days of embodiment, this retreat that you're offering? Well, let's see. How would I describe it? I would describe it <laughs> I would describe it as a profound opening into the divine mystery within the being, within your body, your mind. I would describe it as a very, very powerful, enlivening experience for both those aspects that are integrated and embodied and whole, as well as those aspects that are not yet integrated. And I would describe it as a an intense and beautiful experience. I want to be real about it. It's 
you know, um, I would say the way that the divine works through me is at a depth and an intensity that for a lot of people is new and different and it is cumulative. And so in, during this four day retreat, which just took place, um, March of last year, um, you know, what happened was we in the circle, and by the way, you're, you have a chance to join this circle and you will experience these transmissions as live when you engage with them, whatever that does to your mind, however you think that is possible or not, you know, the illusion of separation is really not an aspect of um, the work that takes place through me. And so time and space are gone. And during those transmissions, I had an experience of everyone who would ever experience those transmissions. They're cumulative. So, as we start with day one, we're opening to this experience on the interior. Yes, there's an exploration of ideas, and then there's an exploration on a level of experience and silence. And then there's an opportunity for Q&A, to listen to the questions that were posed during the retreat, to submit and offer your own questions and reflections, which I will be personally responding to you in writing in my online learning platform. And we don't do this just for one day or two days. We do it over four successive days. And what's so incredible about this, and I mean, my separate self would love to take credit for this, Gary. I would love to stand up and say, <laughs> here's how I do this. This is what I do. This is how I make this happen. But the reality is it, I, I am, you know, as, as dumbstruck as anyone as, as to how this unfolds. And it's very much divinity in action. And between the divine and each individual in the circle, stuff gets enlivened. There's a profound opening. Maybe those initial experiences are profoundly resonant and deep at some point. The stuff that is ready to be transmuted gets enlivened. That experience isn't always the most pleasant experience, but it happens consistently. It's um, a really important aspect of embodiment because how else can it be transmuted if it's not enlivened? And then there's a process of being present with that. And that isn't defined either. Sometimes it takes a day or two. Sometimes it's on the third day. Sometimes it's on the morning of the fourth day or the middle of the fourth day for some people when the, when the dam bursts and all of a sudden everything transmutes and opens up. But by the time we get to the end of these four days, I mean, the depth of work that has happened is absolutely profound. And often it's very difficult. Paradoxically, it's difficult to be able to say, here specifically is the work that I've done. And I realize that is maybe a sort of a strange way to describe this, but it's so deep and so comprehensive that it becomes more clear in the rearview mirror. That is, as the days unfold, once you've gone through that, that four days of embodiment, you start to see it. And then what you realize is that with each transmission in that retreat, you have an opportunity to engage with it again, to support it, to support you in your deeper work. So, for example, there are people in the community who regularly go engage with the four days of embodiment retreat on an ongoing basis. I don't mean every day. I mean from time to time, every couple of months. 
because it supports them in real time in the work that they're getting ready to do. And the result of all of this is this deeper flow that we've been talking about, more sustaining resonance and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, that, it's more and more of that divine presence embodied. Um, and <laughs> it's just, it's going to be unique for everyone, but, right. uh, intense, right. intense, profound, what an opening for an invitation into alchemy and, and opening yeah. and integration and invitation for integration. Um, yeah. and the word that you keep saying that is really standing out is enliven, uh, you know, <laughs> what's going to be enlivened within you, um, so what a what a beautiful opportunity and um I want to highlight the 4-day bonus offer Ken which is um is a pretty large bonus um <laughs> uh 2 months of resonance um your resonance institute membership you get 2 months of that uh there's a lot that you can read about that but what can you share Ken about and again this is just a 4 day bonus offer that you will get in addition to the 4 day retreat so Ken um uh what can you share about it <laughs> well what can you not the, share about it i mean what did we talk yeah. about before like everything yeah. in the kitchen sink basically. yeah yeah it's a little bit Listen, I so for years, you know, I've taught all these different classes. I think I kind of explained earlier, it's happened backwards for me. You know, I got the advanced stuff first, and then over time, I get the intro to that and the intro to that and the intro to that. And really, looking back now, I can say there are sort of two foundational curricula that I've been given. One I call spiritual mastery, and the other one I call spiritual messenger mastery. And spiritual mastery is about integrating and embodying divinity within. Just divinity within for you, doing your own integration journey. It's about the private interior journey, deeper intimacy with divinity, and coming to the fully integrated, enlightened experience. That's spiritual mastery. Spiritual messenger mastery is the experience of that as it extends out into your life as you interact with others. And so I believe we're all spiritual messengers, however we choose to show up in the world as mothers and fathers and daughters and brothers and on and on and on, all the roles that we have in our lives, personally and professionally. To me, a spiritual messenger is someone who is consciously aware of divine presence and the role of divine presence in their interaction with others in the natural world. And so the first uh, part of that, spiritual mastery, there are three core programs, igniting resonance, amplifying resonance, and embodying resonance. And those three programs, um, which I've taught a number of times over the years, are included with Resonance Institute membership. So wherever you are in your journey in consciousness, whether you want to learn more about the stages of consciousness, learn more about healing, learn more about your intuitive guidance system, um, experience the six practices of spiritual mastery or do deep and profound work around embodying and integrating divine presence into every part of your life, all the resources for that are included in the Resonance Institute membership, mm-hmm. as are 
all the programs that are uh, that I've taught around spiritual messenger mastery. And in fact, this Wednesday, I'm starting a new class, Introduction to Spiritual Messenger Mastery, which is included for everyone who is a Resonance Institute member. So I'll be teaching a live class, Introduction to Spiritual Messenger Mastery, that I've never taught before for the first time here, you know, in just a few days. And that's included with Resonance Institute membership. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I do a <laughs> weekly transmission every Tuesday, and I've been doing a weekly transmission since uh, January of 2011. So however many hundreds of transmissions that is at that they're point, all there. they're all there. The entire library of those historical transmissions is there, plus every week there's a new transmission. Uh, in 2018, I started the, the Resonance Community um, and which is a once a month live transmission. In fact, later today, I'm doing the Resonance Community live transmission at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be live talking about the differentiated and the undifferentiated and teaching transmission Q&A. That's included with Resonance Institute membership. And uh, I don't know, about two years ago, I started something I called the Deep Dive Virtual Retreats. Every other week, I do a, a Zoom retreat, a virtual retreat. People tune in from around the world. The entire library of those retreats is included in membership and the ongoing participation in those live retreats, which continue on even today. And, and, and. There's just so yeah. much stuff included with Resonance Institute membership um, I used to offer all these things as individual programs, you know, pay this, get this, you have to do this first, then you have to do this, there's this prerequisite, and then I had sort of the Shazam moment a number of years ago, maybe two, two and a half years ago, hey, Ken, just offer this so that people have exactly what they need, when they need it, wherever they are in their journey, I do an Ask Me Anything, a live Zoom call once a month where you can just come on, ask me whatever's going on. Which class would be best? Here's the challenge of my life. Can you work with me for a few minutes energetically? Point me towards the resources. All these things are included with Resonance Institute membership. It's really meant to be a comprehensive resource um, of all of my like work it. and all the work <laughs> God does through me. So, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's exactly Okay. What it is. I want to highlight there that this is just um, – you know, it's a bonus for the next uh, four-day bonus offer. So keep that in mind if this aspect of the offer is uh, resonating with you and you want to have access to all of these, uh, all of these things. Uh, very comprehensive, as you shared, Ken. So, <laughs> and I want to mention also that. Uh, um, we have the three-pay option if you're new to our community. Um, if it helps you out and is supportive for you, you can pay for this or any of our special offers over three months. It can be split over three months. And, you know, these are just invitations and, and gifts and treasures that you give yourself and your soul, you know. Sometimes it's a it's a beautiful opportunity into opening and you know, being at the beginning of the new year, um, or any time really, it's just um you know, a wonderful gift you can give yourself. So, uh, so Ken, um, there's someone at my door, so I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to let you <laughs> speak about this for just a minute, okay? Yeah, perfect, Gary. Okay. So I think another thing that I just want to say about um, the retreat is that the retreat is this really, really powerful series of embodiment exercises, experiences, conversations, and explorations. And 
it, it is a profound resource. And when you combine it with Resonance Institute membership, what you have are all the resources that will support you wherever you are in your developmental journey, spiritually and in your journey as a spiritual messenger, to support you not only with a deeper level of understanding, but also in, and I'm going to say much more importantly than understanding, in the experience of what it is that I'm teaching. I, I think one of the things that I can say about the way that divinity expresses through me, which I guess I could call my spiritual gifts, but they're not really mine. They're just the expression of divinity through me, is that the experience has always been something that, for which it's almost impossible to describe or put words to. And I'm incredibly grateful for the downloads that I've received over the years from the divine to try to understand and explain and convey structures so that people understand this isn't about Ken. This isn't about divinity as Ken. It's about an opening to what is available within each of us, our truly integrated and whole nature. And so when you look at this opportunity for this virtual retreat and this uh, Resonance Institute membership, at least from my perspective, what you're looking at are two profound set of resources to support you exactly where you are and where you're going to move forward. And here's another thing I'll tell you. I don't have any time limits on programs. You don't have to be a member for six months before it unlocks this or that. And the agreement is that when you're a member, you can download whatever resources you want from whatever transmissions, videos, transcriptions, all that nice. stuff. You can use I'm back, it by the way. for your <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were back, Carrie. Thanks. You can utilize those and my only request is that you utilize them for your own personal use exclusively. You're I'm I'm fine with you sharing them with other people in the household where you dwell, in the same dwelling, right? And I would ask just honor that restriction. So please don't try mm -hmm. to utilize them professionally or with other people. Just utilize them for yourselves. You're welcome to share them with other family members or other people with whom you live. But you can download any program, every program during That's your – That's pretty amazing, Ken. It's I, yeah, very so. generous. Um, so even though it says two months, in that two-month period, anything that is in there that – you want to explore, you can download, which very generous, Ken. And um, thank you. I mean, it kind of worked out that I allowed you, I mean, you had that invitation to share more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to step step away oh, no for worries. a minute. Um, okay, beautiful opportunities to take what you're hearing today further. Um, so, Ken, thank you for creating those offers. And, um Okay, I'm going to go to the webcast and just um, read some of the comments, and we'll take a question, and then this soul embodiment transmission. So, okay, I'm going to the top of the page here. Um, Monica from New Zealand. Hi, Monica. She said, wow, pearls of pristine, pure wisdom. Ken, thank you. I love your passion and insight. Um, the two live calls, amazing. Um flow freely to triumphant transformation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. My love is with you and your family. Many blessings. Thank you, Monica. Um, okay. Sherry said, wow, into the mystery. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Let's see. I'm going to read a question from Cindy from Burnaby. Uh, Cindy said, good morning, a fascinating call. I find myself in this stage of development still finding it difficult to, quote, let go. <laughs> Is there anything that I can do to speed this process along? Oh, again, we're, we're dealing with these archetypal questions with everyone. This is so good. So, listen, one of the things that I think is really important for each of us, and when I say each of us, I mean each of us on the planet. I realize not everyone on the planet is listening in, but I'm not trying to be exclusive of any particular group when I say that. I mean everyone. For us to realize, not only for ourselves, this is true for everyone on the planet. At least this is how I perceive it. We are all doing exactly what we need to do to integrate. We're all doing exactly what we need to do to integrate. And so the separate self wants a shortcut. It wants to accelerate. It wants to make things faster. And the only thing that I know that will accelerate surrender is to start engaging in a conscious embodiment practice, actually, mm -hmm. because what happens is as you sink into a more intimate experience with divinity, you know, the contrast between your experience of who you really are as an undistorted expression and extension of divinity and who your separate self experiences it to be, that contrast will grow. And as that contrast grows, the only resolution to that is to let go of control, to surrender. But I want to be clear about this. Whatever you're doing, you are accelerating that process, even when you think you're not. And I would submit to you that an awareness that came to me when I surrendered completely which was the 30th of June, 2011, a day I will remember the rest of my life. And that awareness I submit to you is, will be echoed over and over again for each of us as we let go of control more completely. And here's the awareness. Everything I've done in my life was absolutely perfect to deliver me to this moment. And I promise you, I did not feel that way before I surrendered. I thought I had goofed up a lot of stuff. I thought I'd made all sorts of mistakes and errors and so on. So if you're looking for a way to consciously move faster towards letting go of control, as with everything else, I encourage you to engage with a conscious embodiment practice. And there are further refinements that I can offer that probably offer or require a little more foundation than we have time and space for right now, but I would love to share them with you inside the Resonance Institute membership and through the four days of embodiment. Surrender is a, is a topic of discussion that comes up a lot in the community, and it's one of my favorite topics, and it also happens to be maybe one of the most challenging things that we face as human beings, but it's also one of the most beautiful opportunities that, that exists for us. So thank you well, for the question. Well, and people will experience that, um, you know, if they if they take this opportunity to do the soul embodiment, I mean, it's a really profound experience. Um, you know, Ken, like, and I mentioned this at the beginning, you know, my time with you was really profound and tremendous. I mean, just this state of presence um, 
pretty remarkable. So uh, thank you for that question, and um, thank you, Ken, for the response. Um, I'm going to read Melissa. She said, this is a miracle call as your words are telling a story so similar to mine. It's so beautiful to feel no longer alone. I've been crying in divine connection. Mm. Thank you, Melissa. Beautiful. Yes. Um, I'll take one more before we um, move into the the embodiment transmission. I'm going to go to Peggy Ray. Peggy Ray. Uh, she said, hi, Carrie and Ken. I feel so close to stepping into my divine embodiment, but there's something holding me back, like I, I'm afraid to be happy, feeling mm-hmm. like being happy is somehow being disrespectful to my parents, mm-hmm. especially my mom after my brother's suicide. Mm-hmm. I feel I shouldn't shine or win. Um, anything you can offer would be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Oh, Peggy Ray. I mean, what a... Uh... The separate self has these ideas, right? If I shine, it comes at someone else's expense. It's an affront too. But all the separate self is, is the whole self not yet integrated. And what is the whole self? In my view, the whole self is the undistorted expression of divinity as you. And it's not unique. That is to say, it's not just you and Carrie and me and Vivi from earlier and so on and so forth. It's true for everyone, including your brother, including your mother, including everyone. So when we do the work, when we take the next step, we are often confronted with these projections that come from the separate self. And from its perspective, it's just trying to sustain a safe place, to protect, to do all these things that feel so essential for surviving and thriving in the world. And as we integrate, we begin to discover these projections are just that. They're ideas that are not, they don't have foundation in fact. And the most powerful way that we have an opportunity from my perspective to discover that is experientially. And from my perspective, the most important beginning to that experience is with a soul embodiment experience, which is, I think, what we're about to do. So Mm -hmm. what I would invite you and everyone else in the circle to do is, if you're ready to do this, is to hold in your awareness the things that you think are limiting you, holding you back. Don't worry about an intention. Just hold them in your awareness. Let yourself feel them. And as we go into this embodiment experience, just let whatever unfolds next wash through your entire being and recognize that that is a function of an enlivenment of every aspect within you, including and perhaps most especially your whole self, the embodied divine within, and see what follows from that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, Ken. Um, uh, by the way, Cindy wrote back in and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, your words were so comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Cindy. Um, 
Sherry said, like a drop of water surrendering into the ocean. Yes. And uh, Cece says, I love how Ken says things in a slow way. It seems to sink in easier for me to really understand what's really going on. No one has ever described things so simply, and it feels so much easier to let it in. I, too, thought I was doing things wrong, and what a relief to know that I'm doing it just the way I need to do for me. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> I second that, Susie. Beautiful. Um, okay, Ken. So I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time it's time. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we've been. It's been happening this whole time, but it um, has been happening this whole time. Yeah. But let's let's consciously focus on a deeper level and and just become more present. And I, the thing I want to say, I, I realize, you know, there are all these people from all around the world who are participating. And I just um, want to offer a deep bow of gratitude for the opportunity to have shared this time and space with you, to carry to you for organizing and holding the container for this beautiful event and for all the wonderful messengers that you bring together and for giving me this opportunity to share the gifts that the divine expresses through me in just some small way with this community. And for those of you who are engaged in other activities, like, for example, driving or, I don't know, participating with heavy equipment of some sort, what I want to say is that please um, set that all aside and stop everything else you're doing. And there's one reason for this more than any other. Um, well, there are two, really. One, you never know when you're going to drop out. It's kind of a joke in the community. I listen to Ken. I go to transmission, <laughs> and I go to sleep. I just drop out. They don't really go to sleep, but that's what people think they're doing, they're dropping out. And you don't want to be dropping out while you're driving. You want yes. you want to make sure that you're safe and everyone <laughs> else is safe, okay? But But here's the bigger reason, beyond safety, beyond your safety and other people's safety. Also, Give yourself the gift of your presence. It is a profound gift. And if you're doing other things, it's hard to fully experience it. And if you're doing nothing else, it floods in to places you never knew existed. And that is beautiful. And with that, I invite you to close your eyes if it's comfortable for you, if they're not already closed, if it's comfortable with your palms to the sky, and also if comfortable breathing in and out through the nostrils. But really, just be comfortable. The divine is within us no matter how we hold our bodies and so on, so be comfortable. And then let's take a deep breath in and hold. And as you release this breath, letting go of it all the way out to the count of eight, you pick the tempo, whatever works for you is perfect. And as you let go of this breath, I'm inviting you to let go of everything that has come before in this day. Sometimes when we're letting go of stuff, we think, I should just let go of the noise. I'm saying let go of everything. I'll explain why in a moment. 
Another deep breath in. Hold. And as you let go of this breath now, letting go of everything that has come before since the first of the year, all the way out to the count of eight. When we let go of everything, we open a blank slate upon which the divine enlivens and expresses. However beautiful this year has been, however extraordinary this day has been, it is but a drop in the bucket of divine presence waiting to more fully express in, through, and as you. So as you release the breath, you make way for the enlivened divine to more fully express through every aspect of your being. Another deep breath in. Hold. And as you begin releasing this breath now, letting go of everything that has come before since you were born in this lifetime, all the way out to the count of eight. If there are some intentions that are particularly important to you that you don't feel comfortable letting go of, no problem. You can't mess this up. And if you're open to letting go of everything and releasing it all, no problem. Beautiful. You can't mess this up. What? Ever is unfolding in your body, in your awareness, in your mind, is perfect. It's possible that my voice is already fading out, and you are wondering, am I going to sleep already? Has the transmission already started? What's going on? If that's true, just be with the experience, whatever it is. Another deep breath in, hold, release, all the way out to the count of eight. Now letting go of everything that has come before since the inception of your soul. Sometimes the embodied divine feels like gravity got turned up. Sometimes it feels like buzzing and tingling. Warmth. There are a bajillion different ways. Just be with it, whatever it is for you. That's the opportunity. That's the invitation. And if you're willing to, feel whatever comes up. Laughter, grief, tears, discomfort, some experience of ecstasy in the body or the mind, whatever it is. Some people might experience nothing. Just be with whatever it is. 
You might understand the words I use, and you might not. The words are not conveying the transmission. The transmission is not coming from me. It is between you and the divine, by whatever name. It's not a function of belief. It's not a function of knowledge or awareness. It just is. Be with the mystery. For whatever remains in separation, I invite you to remove the universal plug. I'll do the same. Let's begin. Seven. Let go of the idea of words having meaning or playing a role in what is unfolding. Six. ideas come up, be with the ideas as if they are a gift from the divine. If memories come up, be with the memories as if they are a gift from the divine. If sensations, emotions in the body or otherwise come up, be with them as if they are a gift from the divine, for they are. Five. If the meaning maker within you wants to get involved, be with it, for it is a gift from the divine. If you've had enough of your meaning maker, Release it with the breath, for you can be present with the divine mystery, however it unfolds within your being. Four. I am not sending anything to you, for I possess nothing that you don't also possess. What is enlivening within you, I have no idea. Be with it fully, whether it makes sense or not. You can't mess this up. There's no way to make a mistake. Three. Your soul wants to come home. 
its natural places in the hips without a conscious soul embodiment practice we can get caught in disembodiment patterns for reasons we're not even consciously aware of for now let go of the pattern let go of the understanding and simply be with whatever is unfolding just as water finds its way down the hill your soul will find its way home in the hips two You may be experiencing waves of resonance in the body or in ways that would be described as being aspects of the body but which may not be originating in the body in a conventional sense. Or you may be experiencing a little discomfort or nothing. Whatever is unfolding for you is perfect. There's no way you can mess this up. Your body is the vessel that is both the container for the soul and animated by the soul. It is the canvas upon which the divine paints and expresses as you. One. This is happening whether you're consciously aware of it or not. So you can let go of trying to create it or cause it. The cause here is divine presence. One. Another wave of resonance moving through the body. What's unfolding is real. The divine isn't just within you. The divine is expressing as every single aspect of you, every aspect of your mind, every aspect of your body, every aspect of your being, every aspect of your life, 
embodiment just opens up the experience of that. It's a place where you can consciously shift from a dominant experience of the illusion to a dominant experience of your innate wholeness. Without pretending that you're causing it, you can just experience it. Beautiful. I'm just going to circle back around and Gary, when you're ready, when you have words, if there are things coming up that you'd like to reflect on or share or give voice to as we continue to explore this embodied depth. And then before we wrap up, we'll I'll bring this transmission to a close. But for now, just opening to that space and seeing if there's anything showing up here that you'd like to reflect on or give voice to or explore. I think I'm feeling led to just let everyone continue into their their own experience right now yeah. and, and have you um, complete it when you're ready. Beautiful. Thank you, Carrie. Each time you open into an embodied transmission into soul embodiment, you enliven at a deeper and deeper level, even if you're not conscious of what is unfolding. It's deep and profound work, so it's important to make sure that you Hydrate well, even if it doesn't feel like work you've ever done before. You're doing deep work here. Please hydrate. Be well hydrated. And if there's space, when there's space, honor whatever is showing up for you. And maybe to dance or to walk or to sing or just to be in silence and 
stay in the depth of the interior. It is a profoundly sacred space and it's also an aspect of who you really are. It's always available. In one sense, it's special and in another sense, it's not at all special. You can open into this space as much as you'd like to. One key, don't hold on to any prior experience of it. A wise philosopher once said, we cannot step in the same river twice. We would do well to remember that for each time we engage in soul embodiment is an opening into a new aspect of the divine mystery within your being. Attachments to revisiting a prior experience could only lead to frustration. Let go of those attachments even as you let go with each breath. Breathing out, you release. Breathing in, you receive. And when you're ready, I invite you to return the universal plug. I'll do the same as I bring this transmission to a close. A deep bow to you, each member of this circle, for this beautiful opportunity to sit and explore and resonate with you, to witness your embodied divine resonance and presence, and carry to you for convening this event and opening this opportunity for us to share this experience together today. Thank you, Ken. Wow. Such divine reverence I'm feeling um, for you, for this, everyone in this sacred circle. And I love that you said deepening or deepen or deepening our enlivening. And for those of you who wish to write in at whatever point to share your experience, you're welcome to do that or not at all. <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, wrong way to, uh, to move forward from this. I think that's something I want to highlight, Ken, that you've really made this such a sacred, safe space to remind everyone that, you know, we've never done it wrong. <laughs> There's no wrong way to do it. <laughs> and um, what a beautiful gathering, Ken. Um, so thankful to you for this experience. Um, it's <laughs> It's a profound gift to experience the embodiment of the soul. And Remember, all of you can come back and listen to this as many times as you wish and take the journey further with Ken. And um, 
Ken, my friend, any final words that uh, or message that you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Oh, beyond uh, just deep gratitude and love for you and and everyone in this circle for this opportunity, and uh, just this gentle reminder to each of us that we are all doing exactly what we need to do to integrate every single person on the planet. And as we do, we are uncovering and experiencing more and more of our whole selves. And what a beautiful journey that is and what an honor and privilege it has been to share this time together with you and to share just a little sliver of how God expresses through me. And thank you deeply. Thank you, Carrie, mm -hmm. and thank you, each and every member of the circle. Thank you, Ken. And to each of you uh, who has been with us or who will be with us, thank you for the gift of your time, your love, and your presence today. Uh, what a blessing to have you here. Remember that you are brilliant and resilient, and we appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and offer it to those that you encounter today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. So please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress. And own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. I'll see you back here in this playground of light again tomorrow. I'm going to play about 30 seconds of integration music now. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow.